Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Beyond These Four Walls. My name is Lauren McMillan, and more than likely, if you're tuning in, you know me as Mrs. McMillan, your child's third grade teacher. This podcast currently airs monthly and has been created to help you learn more about what's going on in your child's classroom, explore an explore an aspect of third grade that you might want to learn more information about and get some questions from either yourself or fellow parents answered. Thanks for tuning in. Today we will be hearing from some students about the first few weeks of third grade in terms of what we've been up to, what we are excited about this year, and what might be a challenge for us this year. We will also hear about how third grade is similar or different to previous grades. Our hot topic this month will be about Chromebooks. Chromebooks are the quote-unquote new thing in third grade and can often be intimidating for students and parents alike. Lastly, we will end with common parent questions about various topics and areas of third grade and school in general. So without any further ado, let's hear from some students. So for the first segment of In the Classroom, I have Ezra and Bowie with me. Hello, boys. Hi. Hi. Awesome. Welcome, my friends. You are our very first guests on the podcast. How does that make you feel? Good. Good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start with Bowie. Let's start with our mornings. Bowie, what does it look like when we first get to school? Well, I get off the bus. I walk into the classroom. We wait in line outside of the school, and then we come in. Um, we have Well, actually, we have morning recess, and then we come in, and then we go to our room. We unpack, get our planner, write what we have to do in that. We have our morning meeting, and yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Great. How do you feel about having recess in the morning instead of standing out in the front? Mm, recess in the morning is because eh, I have to go on the bus. So. <laughs> you get here a little bit later sometimes. Uh-huh. All right, Ezra, we're going to go ahead and head over to you. Um, How's writing going? What have we been doing in writing? So we've been doing some fictional stories, some small moments, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, what are we writing in this year that in second grade we didn't have? Um, a notebooks. Awesome, yeah. We've had a really good start with those notebooks this year. All right, mm-hmm. coming back to you, Bowie. Um, how about reading? What has that looked like so far? We're not too far into the year, but just maybe what have been some highlights so far for reading? We Today we just get our spots, and it, I want to kind of try out the blue chair, the green chair. So there's different spots to read around the room. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra, what about you? Is there a certain spot that you really have enjoyed reading or you're looking forward to reading so far? I like the... Um, blue chair, and I'm going to try Tiny Teal. Tiny Teal rug, yeah. We just got a brand new rug, and it's nice and, um, I guess we could say, fuzzy? She she called it Tiny Teal. Tiny Teal is what we've called our new rug. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Ezra, sticking with you, can you tell us a bit about what we've been up to in math? So we've done some craft plates, and we... Like, put them in order, what's in common, what's not in common. I love that. We sorted and them out. we've been doing some math sheets, too. Yeah, you're exactly right. And our first unit's going to be focusing on addition and subtraction. Um, so, yeah, we did some glyphs with our um, craft sheets. Um, okay, now to the fun part. Bowie, let's hear a little bit um, about specials from you. What have been maybe some specials that you've really enjoyed? I've been liking art and PE because I like doing crafts and art. 
I like drawing, and I like running around games. Awesome. How about you, Ezra? I like um, art and gym because art, you get to relax and do art, and gym, you get to run around and do fun stuff. Awesome. All really good reasons I can agree with. Is there anything else either of you would like to add about third grade so far? Um, um yeah, I really like the um Chromebooks. <laughs> yeah, those have been I a like highlight. Going on those, but I'm excited to take those home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that same. Will, that will be exciting. Well, thank you, boys, and we'll let you get out to your recess. So our hot topic right now is going to be all about Chromebooks. If you have not heard the word Chromebook in your house once this year, that's almost an accomplishment. Um, they're really all the buzz around here. The kids are so, so excited to get them out. Um, they're really excited to see what they can do with them. And I think they're even more excited to take them home um, and share them with you guys and kind of just feel that um, older kid independence, I guess, with them. Um, I love their enthusiasm with them, um, but we have taken some time to kind of get to know these new devices because they are powerful. And we've talked a lot about how with the power behind them um, comes a lot of responsibility. So I'm just going to kind of share with you what I've told the kids and then just a few other things that um, are generally kind of common questions about them, I guess, or um, things that parents wonder that are good questions. So. Um, in general, just some guidelines for the devices in order to keep um, them up and running. Um, a few things. They do, we do have a case for them, and um, the case is great. It's very padded. They can hold the case. They can put the case around their shoulder. They can wear it kind of as a crossbody. Um, and then there's another pocket in the front that we um, start by putting the charger in there. Um, we do ask that they zip the case. We use the case to transport it from classroom to classroom, from school to home. Um, and then their names are also on the back. There's a little nameplate, which just really helps us at school or if we um, find them somewhere around. Um, the actual Chromebook also has a little label with your child's name on it so that if we have them out, we can see whose is whose since they obviously all look the same. Um, a few other things, it is a touch screen and can be folded back into a tablet. And there is something called a stylus um, that is kind of like hidden underneath the computer. Um, sh I'm sure that they'll share um, all of this with you, but then they can use that to write or um, to use as the touch screen. Um, we have asked the kids that we do not have food, water, juice, milk, um, anything out while we are using them. We really try and um, separate the two just because that's how accidents happen. If by chance something does happen, just let us know um, and we'll work on getting it um, up and running again. Um, the charger. So the charger is unique in that it comes actually in two pieces. And once you see the Chromebook, you'll see kind of what I'm talking about. But the number one thing when it comes to charging them that tends to happen is those two pieces, one piece goes into the wall and the other piece goes into the computer. You need to make sure those two are all the way connected. And then there will be a little light that will um, turn on that shows that the computer is charging. Chargers stay at home, and the chargers are also labeled with your child's name. 
just in case it gets lost. Or if you have um, multiple children at home that have Chromebooks, um, we know whose charger is whose. Um, what I suggest with that is you have kind of like a home base for where your child charges their Chromebooks so that um, the charger, the computer, the case, everything kind of stays together. Um, and you build a routine about that. Um, we will this year have a little charging station, one charging station in the classroom if by chance the computer is not charged. However, we really ask that in order to make things run smoothly and to avoid cords running all over the room, um, that they are charged at home. The battery life is about eight hours. So I say about every other day would be fine. And we won't even be using them technically that much, especially in the beginning. However, you know, if they leave it open, it does run the battery down. Um, in terms of transporting it to and from places, we already kind of discussed what that looks like. You know, they can use the handles, they can wear it um, crossbody, so on and so forth. Um, one question I get a lot is, is this device able to travel with us? You know, you're going on a trip or you're going to grandma and grandpa's house. It is, um, just as long as you think your child can be responsible for it. Um, we talk a lot about how, uh, again, with the power behind them and the independence comes the responsibility. So just stressing that and helping them get to that. Um, so those are just some guidelines for keeping it up and running. Of course, if there's more questions, I'm willing to answer them um, at any time. Just shoot me an email or um, call me or something. However, I am going to go into what are the capabilities of the Chromebook and why we switch from the iPads to the Chromebook um, around this age and why that's a good thing. So first and foremost, in order for the Chromebook to be in use, it needs to have Wi-Fi or internet access of some ability. And I showed the kids um, where that is. It is pre-programmed into their computer at school. Um, however, we talked a little bit about how at home mom and dad are going to have to help you get on the Wi-Fi and what that looks like. However, without that, they can't access any of their files, any of the um, activities on the Chromebook. So the internet is pretty important for this, um, which, yeah. Um, everything is based through Google. So we have it set up through their Google email account and password, which um, will be shared with you as well. And they also know the passwords and how to get into that, and everything is linked through there. Um, but everything is stored on an internet browser interface. There's nothing that necessarily is saved unless they're saving an image or something to use in one of those Google things, which also still could be saved um, through Google. Um, the Chromebook, when they, it is not something that needs to necessarily be shut down and turned on all the time. When they close the lid, it will um, go into like a battery saving mode. And then the same when they open it, it will then turn on. We kind of go with the rule. It takes about five to eight seconds to actually power up. So to just be patient. And then after that, um, how to problem solve from there if it isn't going. And as I mentioned, I think the battery life is about eight hours, um, if that was a question you had. Um, a lot of other questions that we get come with restrictions and the amount that the Chromebook should be used or is being used at school. So there are filters through our internet at school. Um, if you would like specifics on how those filters are set, what is on those filters, um, that is something that 
for sure Mrs. Lochnane or Mrs. Hansen would be able to talk to you more about. However, most of them are restrictions on um, certain searches, and we do block certain games, and blocks can be put on certain games or sites throughout the um, year if we notice you know, that's becoming an issue or distraction. Um, games is probably the number one question that kids want to know about. What games can I play on it? So this device is something that is supposed to be used for school. This is not a gaming device. If they would like to do games, that can be done on a home device, such as a iPad that is owned by them or a desktop that is owned by them or whatever that situation is. There are times, though, that we play games that have to do with our um, units, such as math games or, you know, there's science explorations or social studies explorations that have a game gaming looking um, look about them. Um, but this is not a device that, you know, we're going on and just playing whatever game whenever we want. And I control that um, by sharing specific links with them. And I'll get into that um, of how I do that and where those can be accessed as well um, here in another minute. Um, at school, it really varies how much we use them, depending on project to project, day to day. Um, so I'm not going to share a specific number of minutes that it is or isn't used. Um, but please know this is not a device that your child is just sitting behind um, all day. This is being put to use. And I think you'll start to kind of see through the things that they're actually producing um, and the things that they're talking about that that is the case um, throughout the day. Nightly, um, I get a lot of questions about how much should my child be on the Chromebook? I'm noticing they're on a lot. In the beginning, since it is so new and it's so awesome to them, you probably will see them on it more often. And there isn't really a need. Um, however, I think one way to kind of cut down on that is sit with them the first week or two and say, like, show me something on your Chromebook and focus just on that as opposed to just letting them kind of go wild on it. Um, I always tell parents that it should be no more than 20 to 30 minutes. And that would include, that's including like whatever you would have to do as the homework. So, you know, once we get spelling up and running, that would look like maybe 10 or 15 minutes of spelling activities on there. Um, and then maybe 10 or 15 minutes of a math activity, if that's the selection that they have made um, for their homework that night. So, that's kind of what it should look like in terms of timing, but I do recognize that they get really excited in the beginning and want to be on it probably more than they would need to be. Um, some programs that you'll see us using would be Google Classroom. That's probably going to be the number one thing that they will talk about. That is an online platform where I can go on and post either assignments, links, um, materials for them to access. And think of it as kind of like a hub for everything. I love this because they are locked into it through their Google account. Um, it can be accessed on another device if you're at grandma and grandpa's and you don't have um, the Chromebook or whatever it is. Um, and this is how I share the links that I feel that would be necessary or helpful or in some cases just interesting and fun for them to go to. Um, so that's, if it's not a link that is from Google Classroom, it's not one that I have um, shared with them. And that's what I share with them as well. They do have um, privileges to comment 
in there or ask questions or ask for help or collaborate with a classmate. Um, and we've had really great success with this in the past, um, just with an online community of them working together, working appropriately um, through that. We also will use Seesaw again this year. And um, I think they've used that in the past as a way to share out with you um, some of their work. So you can look forward to getting some more information about that in the upcoming weeks once we kind of take one thing at a time here. Um, we also will continue to use Dreambox, and that will be a homework choice um, every week for math. And I can track what they've been up to. I can see um, in like the in my interface how they're doing on things and how much time they've been on. Um, spelling City is something that we'll use when we get to our spelling curriculum here. Um, a little bit later in the year, and that is a place that they can go on and do games and activities to practice their spelling words. This is something that really helps you out because it takes a little something off of you for practicing their spelling words with them um, every single night. So I really have enjoyed that site. Um, just kind of take something off of parents and build a little bit, of, again, independence for them. Um, we also will use IXL language arts again this year just to target certain skills in certain areas. Um, things are not limited to this, but I would say these are the five most visited and used things on um, the Chromebooks that you would see up. Um, in terms of what if questions, um, we already said the what if it gets damaged, please let us know and we'll see how we can work with you to um, get that up and running. Um, the other question I get is, what, a, what if my child doesn't charge their Chromebook? So this year we're implementing something new, um, just one charging station in the classroom. And I'm really going to leave it up to them to figure out, you know, if two people need to use it, how can we um, work together to figure this out? Um, but we do ask that it is charged at home and the charger can be left at home. Um, and then Another question I get is, what if my child leaves my their Chromebook at home? Um, we do not call for Chromebooks. We kind of take this as a lesson in responsibility. One, because we need them to understand it's their responsibility. And two, you guys are busy people. We don't need you driving to and from school um, multiple times a week to bring them their Chromebook or whatever it is. So if it is left at home, it will stay at home for that day. Um, and they'll, you know, we all survive not having our own one-to-one -one device at school um, each day growing up. And we all turned out great. So I think that they'll make it through the day. And I'm sure that the next day they will remember it. So um, a little bit of tough love there with responsibility. But really, it doesn't become too much of an issue once they kind of learn, oh, I got to take care of this. Um, so thank you for your understanding with that. Um, and then I think the question that all of the kids have been asking is, when is this coming home? They can take it home after curriculum night. So they're welcome to bring it home that Thursday, September 5th, after curriculum night, and they show it to you. Um, and if you are not joining us for um, that curriculum night, that is fine. And they can bring it home Friday, September 6th. Um, from school and share that with you. So thank you so much um, for listening to this segment. I know it was a lot of information um, about Chromebooks, but hopefully it helped you out. Thanks. The last segment for this um, month's podcast is going to be focused on parent questions. And I'm going to focus on three questions um, today 
talking about seating, homework, and backpacks. So um, hopefully these are helpful to you. One of the questions that I get is, what's going on with um, the seating? Where does my child sit? Um, what is this thing called flexible seating going on? Um, so the way that we've designed the classroom is that there are various um, spots in the room that kids can work. And we want to build some independence with this and just some choice in there. And I think of kind of our life as adults. It's very rare that you for enjoyment are going to get out a book and sit down at a chair and a desk and sit there and read that. That probably isn't the most relaxing spot. So we want to provide spots for kids to emulate what it would look like as a reader um, of pleasure. So we let them, you know, sit in chairs that rock or chairs that slightly recline or um, lay on their bellies on the floor with a pillow to prop their um, arms up just to create what it really looks like to be a reader and to enjoy reading. And we feel the same way with writing and typing. Sometimes at home, you know, we work um, on things on our computers or our iPads or our laptops um, laying on the couch, and sometimes we sit at our desks, and different activities lend themselves to different seating. And so there are times that um, kids will be asked to sit at their desks, such as a testing situation. Um, however, we do build in some choice, and we help them find the choices that are best for them. So um, one way we do this is we slowly introduce the different options of seating. About every three days um, for the first about four to six weeks, I introduce a different type of seating, a different type of chair, a different option. Um, and we talk about what does this look like? What might this not look like? What would be good about this for you? What could be distracting? Um, and then they do a little bit of a reflection on, you know, this worked really well for me. I got a lot of work done. Or, ooh, I sat next to my best friend and that didn't work for me. And that way I can help guide them to what is best for them. So. Um, this is just kind of a different way to give them choice and to build independence in there. We also do have what's called a home base, so a spot that they first report to when they come into the classroom, um, just so that they do feel that sense of belonging place, a spot just for me. Um, so yeah, hopefully you've heard a little bit about that and the new things that maybe they've tried in previous, or they've tried in our room, and maybe some things that they've tried in previous grades as well. Um, the second question had to do with um, what will homework look like? And this is a great question. Um, I will talk more about this uh, in my parent packet and obviously answer any questions with curriculum at curriculum night. Um, I use a choice board for math homework. And so what that looks like is they will have a few different choices of homework um, to go from each night, anywhere generally from three to building up to nine options throughout the week. And they only have to choose one per night, which would total for on a typical week for homework assignments, one per night. Um, and there's a lot of options in there that go with our mainstream curriculum. There's some options in there for review, maybe from second grade or from a previous unit. Um, there's an option in there for enrichment. and there's um, also always Dreambox and then um, some games, so maybe some interactive things on the Chromebook, as well as, you know, just some other things that we've worked on and um, games maybe we've played with paper and pencil in the classroom. 
I do from time to time put in there what I call kind of a fun or respectful option of them helping with something around the house or helping a sibling out. I think that it's really important for them to understand that um, school is about getting our work done, but school is also about caring for others and being helpful and taking time to help um, others throughout the week. So that is what math homework will look like. In terms of reading, they are our expectation is that they read for at least 20 to 25 minutes each night. This um, is something that we'll come back to probably in another podcast of how do I get my child to move from me setting that timer for 20 to 25 minutes and saying, no, you're reading right now to them kind of just, you know, finding a book to read, sitting down and enjoying reading. Um, This can be a big jump from second to third grade. Um, However, that is our expectation with the reading. And that can either be a book that they are currently reading in school and goes to and from school. Or that can be a book that they decide to keep on their um, nightstand at home. It could also be a book that you're reading along with them. You're reading aloud to them. The point is that there is a book um, that is being read either by them or by an adult um, each night, and they're following that book through. Um, So that's kind of where we are with the homework. There will be spelling, um, but I'll address that again later because we're going to start with um, phonics at the beginning of the year. Um, lastly, the other thing that tends to happen in third grade and I get a few emails or questions or phone calls about is why is my child's backpack so heavy? Uh, I'm not quite sure is the answer. However, my guess is that they are putting their Chromebook in their backpack, which is 100% fine. Um, however, if you are worried about the weight of the backpack, I would suggest having them hold it. Things that should be going to and from school um, daily slash nightly would be the orange folder, the planner, and a reading book, as well as the Chromebook here um, coming up. Also, I recognize, you know, they have their water bottle and their lunchbox and their snack and items like that. Sometimes their library books. However, just kind of taking, you know, five to 10 minutes once a week or twice a month um, to clean that out, make sure that things aren't building up in there would really help, I think, with the weight and just keeping them organized. So those were just a few questions that I had been getting throughout the years and already this year. So I hope that if you were someone that had one of those questions that helped you out and answered that for you. If you've made it this far on the first episode of our Beyond These Four Walls podcast, thank you so much for listening. I hope that it was helpful and enjoyable to hear from me this week. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast to be able to hear future episodes. Thanks so much.